Welcome to uh, Libel the Bible. Uh, we're back for episode five. Uh, I'm Rusty. I'm Scott. And today we're going to be covering Genesis 20 through 25. All right, yeah. Um, but uh, let's uh, previously on. Uh, yeah, let's Libel do the previously the on. Scott, uh, we, do you remember what the previous Not. Not really. I'm actually flipping through this notebook. Um, you know, I wish there was a way we could like record what we do and then play it back so to refresh our memories and like listen to it yeah, while we're editing it yeah. for like six days. All right. So, um, yeah, I took a little longer than Rusty did to edit the uh, the last episode. But um, all right, we meet Abram in that last episode. Abram slash Abraham. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all I really remember. We met them. There was some shenanigans. Well, and, he was he was another one that. Um, was in the grace of God. Right. He couldn't get his wife pregnant, so he got some the Hagar, the slave girl, pregnant. Well, no. First, like, you know, God, like, basically sends him away from where he's living in Turkey or modern-day Turkey. I don't know what it was called back then. And he says, you have to move here to Canaan. Like, this is going to be your land. Like, that's the promise God makes, right? He's going to settle Catan with the rest of the settlers of Catan, Yes. Yes, he's going to have to build roads. He's going to have to watch out for robbers, the whole nine yards. And so he moves to Canaan Mm -hmm. with the promise that he is basically going to be the father of this great civilization. But, of course, due to circumstances, they have to go to Egypt um, and, you know, he gives up his wife to the Pharaoh in Egypt. Which you, I'm glad you mentioned that because we might see a recurring of the theme somewhere along the line here. What do you mean? Giving up his wife? Yeah. You know, his sister. His sister. Yeah. yeah. So he gives her up. He winds up getting her back because God intervenes. And not only that, he gets basically rich. He moves back to Canaan. Um, he gets into a dispute with Lot. Lot moves away. Yeah, Lot gets yeah. captured during a war. Abraham, like, yeah, finds war, him, yeah. right? Like, saves him. He has his, um, what do you call it? He has his uh, return of the king moment at the end yep, where yep. nobody, you know, you don't bow to anybody. You don't kneel to, kneel to anybody. Yep, yep. Um, he makes friends with, like, kings. He's, like, really living high on the hog. Yeah. Uh, God decides he's going to destroy Sodom. Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, Lot offers his daughters up to get to, raped to a gang of instead of just these strangers that showed up. You know, I think New Jersey's annoying. <laughs> like everywhere you go, you gotta pay like a toll. You gotta go through a toll booth. There's, there's tolls everywhere in Jersey, but you know what? Count your blessings. It's not Sodom, Sodom, yeah. I mean, that's quite the toll. Uh, gotta give up my ass to get on the bridge. So God, of course, decimates Sodom. Uh, Lot gets raped by his daughters, and they give birth to kids. <laughs> that that about sums up, right? Like that about sums up that section Does of the Bible. God, not know that went on. Like, like maybe because Sodom's out in the open, that should happen in a cave. Like he kind of gives some people their right. Maybe maybe if you don't flaunt your bullshit out okay. in the open, God doesn't feel like he has to be yeah. embarrassed. So I wanted to get into that today. That's an excellent point because we're gonna get into sections where I I gotta ask you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes God shows up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he sends angels to show up. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. God seems to be indisposed up, yeah. at times. Yeah, it's busy. I mean, you got to have a staff. So, so let's discuss that. So today, again, we're going to do Genesis 20 through 25. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's, let's dive into it. So Genesis 20 starts with Abraham and Sarah at Gerar. Oh, I wrote a... Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. That's wrong. That's With, arms wrong. With arms wide. With arms <laughs> wide. 
Well, in the Bible, it's Abraham and Sarah Gerar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they um they journeying towards the Negev again. Mm-hmm. Like, have we figured out? The so Nijib that's is? that's God, like that's like what today's southern Israel is. Okay, so they're going over there, and then they uh they end up going to Gerar to settle down. And uh, once again, when he gets there, he tells the king that Sarah's his sister. By the way, yeah, I just wanted to bring this up. <laughs> Genesis 19, mm-hmm. the chapter before this one. The, the daughter rapists? Yes. It ends with the daughters raping. And there's like, you know, it's like a whole chapter, a whole section, the destruction of Sodom. But then like Genesis 20 picks up like all casual. Like, and from there, Abraham traveled. And it's like, from there? From where? Like we were just talking about the destruction of Sodom. I am then I, the rape of oh, Lot, and then like Genesis twenty is just like, and from there Abraham travels to Nagab. Like, oh, you, ignore everything that's just happened. Do you remember the um, the the seminal blockbuster Independence Day from back in the nineties? <laughs> See, like they they had like this this screen where it goes day three. What yeah. made it seminal? I don't know. It was, it was, I don't know. <laughs> I just like that word. I mean, it was a great CGI movie, right? Was, Maybe like the first great CGI movie. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to argue about the merits of the technology used to make that movie. It's just, I'm just talking about. It's a great movie, but I'm, just, dude, man. So they use this this cool effect with like day two they arrive, mm-hmm. day three they were destroyed. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like when they hit, when they showed like day four, they showed like the ruins of the cities and everything. I think that's kind of what this was like. Day three, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Now day four is just, you know, we're getting back to, I right. don't know. Okay. We're moving on. We're moving right, on. okay, fair, right. Yeah. Okay, I have noticed, you got to fill in like your own, you got to read between the lines. You got to fill in the narrative by yourself. I do or we all do? I'm saying like, if you really want to paint the picture of the Bible, you got to color it in. Like, you get you have the outline, but a lot of the color comes from you. Hmm. And I'm gonna we're gonna get into that because they're gonna there's gonna be parts. Point, points of view are probably pretty important too. Well, say that again. Points of view are probably gonna be really important as we go further. And that's definitely point. something that I want to bring up. So okay, so I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt. So Abraham travels to Nagab, which is southern Israel. Yeah. How do you know that? I looked it up. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, they go there. Here's my sister. The king takes... And Really? Is that just a thing? Like, you so walk into it, like, you're either giving up your ass or you're giving up a girl? <laughs> like, again. Uh, yeah. Again, he pawns her off as his sister because, like, he has this impression that he'll be killed and she'll just be taken. And by the way... By the way. By the way. Sarah's, like, 90 fucking years old. Like, do you really still have to worry about the king being so enamored by her um, that he's willing to kill she's, you? She's crazy beautiful, I guess, even at that age. All right, so whatever. So she's listen, 90. Listen, people live, like, quite a bit. So 90 is, like, the new 60, I yeah, guess. Yeah, 90 is the new 60. Yeah, so, you know, come on. You and she's still fertile. So he says it's his sister. Yeah. Um, but then the king doesn't get with her. Like he takes her and he's sleeping one night and God appears to him in a dream and says, yo, dude, you're going to die. 
why am I going to die? Because you're sleeping with another man's wife. You took another man's wife. Right. She's a married woman. Yeah. And he was like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. I didn't know anything about that. And I never touched her. So God, God, does I don't, this be considered a retcon? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. You didn't touch her because I commanded you not to touch her. You didn't know I was commanding you not to touch her, but you didn't touch her. So just give her back and everything will be fine. And yeah. you and your people won't yeah. die. Yeah. I mean, God really could have come to Abraham before all of this and said, yo, Abraham, since I'm going to direct you to this place and we've had this experience before, <laughs> you know what? Maybe this time you don't have to lie and say that this is your sister. Yeah, I think we're going to find out. This might be a plan on Abraham's part. So, this king is completely like, all right, I didn't do anything. I'm completely innocent. And he goes to Abraham and Sarah, right? He's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what's going on? Like, you're totally setting me up. Like, like God almost killed me because you lied about who this woman was. But now it seems like it's... It seems like it's a scheme on Abraham's but, part. But wait, but not quite yet. But he does say, I felt there was no fear of God in this place. So you would just kill me and take my wife. Oh, right. So Abraham justifies his actions by saying he's it was really a test on my he's part. He's judging these fucking people like he judged, judged the Egyptians. I right? mean, not for nothing, but you know how children learn shit from their parents? Abraham's learning from God because God does a lot of shit where he tells people to do things. And then he's like, you know, because he wants to judge how they react and what they do. So it seems like Abraham is taking a lesson from God. Yeah, fair enough. Um, But then (laughs) he says, yeah, uh, she's my wife, but she's also... Do you want to drop this bombshell? So everybody, Genesis 20, uh, verse 11, Abraham said, I did it because I thought. There is no fear of God at all in this place, and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she is indeed my sister. What? The daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. What? As if that makes it better. That's his half-sister he's with. So he's actually, according to him, married to his sister now. So now, I I want to go back. These two times, maybe Abraham did not lie. He said, this is my sister. He did not say, it's not my wife. Right. They didn't ask him specifically, is that your wife? Right. He said, and that's, he did, he goes, that's my sister. That's so he, my maybe sister. he never lied. Right. So he can't be brought up on those charges. Right. So in this part, right. So in terms of Sarah, he's not lying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it, very it's it's a very odd relationship. Oh, and he tells her everywhere we go, you just tell people you're my sister. Yeah, it's, it's almost like he I wonder wants, why. Yeah, I wonder why. And now here might be the payoff. All of a sudden, um, and I said I wouldn't do this, so I'm going to uh, uh, Abimelech. Sure, sure, Abimelech. Um, that's the guy, the king. Uh, gives him back Sarah. Bunch of animals, some slaves, and permission to settle anywhere. And then, like, a thousand gold pieces and says uh, to Rebecca, not Rebecca, Sarah, we good now, right? We good now, right? Like, yeah. Like, like please don't come back and me to me, like, five yeah. years from now. You know, like, you came to me willingly. I ain't seek you out. And uh, I ain't even touch you. 
Yeah, yeah. And by the uh, way, this is a better deal than they got in Egypt because in Egypt, they didn't get the land. Here, they get almost everything they got in Egypt, right? And they get land to settle. Wow, this is this is a this is. I mean, he's learning. You know what? God should have changed his name to Abra Plan. <laughs> right? This is this is definitely a plan. Oh, and by the way, before Abraham and Sarah leave, God's like, "All right, now I guess I'll just make all the women fertile again." It's like, "What? What? What would you do?" <laughs> what? That's right. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, so, so Rebecca was the king's uh the king's uh wife and she was barren. Yeah, Rebecca. She, Rebecca comes up later. She winds up marrying Isaac. No, Rebecca is uh, Abimelech's wife. Is oh, she? Yeah. Oh, because Rebecca comes up later. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember Abimelech's wife. Yeah, Abimelech's wife was Rebecca. Okay. So, wait, wait, wait. So he had a wife. Oh, yeah. You said well, Isaac gets married later. Remember with the camels and like he gets to the camels. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well. Based on the age at which he got married, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a camel or two prior to Rebecca. Oh, you know what? Maybe Rebecca. Oh, I might be mixing up the names here. Well, either way, Abimelech's wife. Right. I got to go back and look at that. But yeah, um, apparently he had closed fast all the wombs of the houses of uh, Abimelech. Capital H. Capital H. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, God. God. Closed their (laughs) wombs. That was nice of because, him. Because. Um, now, did he do that after he took Sarah so from Abraham? I'm assuming he, yeah, I'm assuming, right. When Sarah entered the king's house. God wasn't letting any. Yeah, God just made born. everyone all right, all right. fertile. But infertile. It, I'm sorry. He made everyone infertile. It, it, again, it's just, it's full of contradictions because one, um, why would God told the king, I made it so that I knew you weren't going to do anything to her because I made it so. So then why would he have to make women infertile in addition to that? And he didn't even tell the king that during their conversation. He sort of like dropped it off as like, yeah, yeah. you know, a line at the end, like on his way out the door. Oh, by the way, before I leave, I just want you to know <laughs> your women can have kids again. <laughs> the goaltender's no longer in place. Yeah. So that gets us to Genesis 21. And Genesis 21 sort of begins, um, it's the beginning of God's, the fulfillment of God's covenant with Abraham. Because remember, Mm -hmm. God keeps promising Abraham, you know, this great nation. Yeah, Yeah. And he keeps telling him, first you have to do this, then you have to do that, then you have to chop off everyone's foreskin. You know, so Abraham's doing like all these things and there's no payoff yet. Like he's been wandering from place to place and God keeps promising him things. But he's like, but first you got to do this. So Abraham does it. Then like years later, God shows up again and he's like, all right, I promise you this. But now you got to do this. Mm. So God keeps like adding things to what Abraham has to do. In order for God to fulfill His covenant, if, if, if I may, I just I've just thought about this. The three hundred eighteen foreskins, they probably weren't all for one spell. Like 
they will probably could be used for uh, across multiple spells. So God just sort of has a chance to like bank some foreskins for. Like, He's got like a jar, like, yeah, like a shelf of like reagents, yeah. you know, for all his spells and his his uh, brews and whatever the hell he's doing. So because that, that, I mean, yeah. three hundred eighteen. He's like running a Canadian city. pharmaceutical company in heaven. <laughs> so Genesis twenty one is actually the beginning of God's fulfillment of his covenant. And it's yeah. titled, the the first section is titled, The Birth of Isaac. And Abraham was 100 years old when this happened. 100 years old. And Sarah was, I believe, 90 when mm-hmm. she gives birth to Isaac. Yeah. Um, So we have the birth of Isaac. And then we move wait, on. Wait, what happens eight days later? Oh, uh, well, eight days later, Abraham has to fulfill his part of the covenant. So and spare no rod. That's right. And uh, moil the child. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get it now, but you'll get it next week. Oh, you'll see. (laughs) You'll see. So that leads us to the next section of Genesis 21. Hagar and Ishmael sent away. Yeah, I got a problem with this one. Um, Well, Sarah sees Ishmael and Isaac playing together. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, that kind of, you know, triggers her. So before we, so Ishmael is now about thirteen years old. Okay. At this point, in please don't tell me playing doesn't mean playing in this context. It means something. What deviant. kind of a person do you think I am, Scott? That is sick. No, not right? you. I'm talking like knowing and like the words they use to disguise like you know prison rapists. Mm-hmm. Right. I hope they're just playing like jacks or whatever. You know, back in anybody that's listened to the first four episodes would think that it's probably I'm not listening the to the fifth episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck them. All right. Since they're not listening, <laughs> fuck, fuck them. All right. So Ishmael is 13 years old. He's been raised by Abraham. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're saying, him and Isaac get along. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sarah decides I'm going to cast them out. Yeah. Because because she doesn't want Ishmael having any of Isaac's inheritance. He doesn't want she doesn't want any of that happening. Right? So um she gives her a loaf of bread, a bottle of water and, <laughs> and she goes wandering around the wilderness. Yeah. She just yeah, they cast right, her right, out like right. she's But I now... said yeah, yeah, sounds like a sounds like a, sounds like a you problem. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, this is the woman that she basically forced to give birth. Yeah, yeah. To no, Abraham's no good child. deed goes unpunished. This might be where where it started. This might be where it is. I mean, it doesn't matter though because she's Egyptian, right? So it's like it's, she's well, not right, like that's right. She's right. Egyptian. So and she they, Egyptian. we already tell they look down on them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So she gets cast out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, me? Oh. Yeah, so, sure, uh, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, she's wandering around. Um, the, 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 they run out but of wait, water. Wait, wait, wait. How did Abraham... Like he just said, he threw it to me. And then you said, know what? Yeah. I, I rethought it. Because yeah. we're skipping Abraham's feelings. Because the Bible is really about feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does Abraham feel about, like, Sarah casting out his son? <laughs> Like yeah, whatever. I don't care. No, he's not like. Oh no, whatever. no, you're right. Right, he was not too happy with it. So in Genesis 21 verse 12, um, God said to Abraham, "Do not be distressed because of the boy, because Abraham was upset." So right. God's like, "Don't be distressed because of the boy, and because of your slave woman. Whatever Sarah says to you, do as she tells you, 
For it is through Isaac that offspring shall be named for you. And he does say he'll look out for Ishmael in a different right. way. So God has to console Abraham because Abraham is actually like upset by um, Isaiah getting kicked out. Okay, so they get kicked out. <laughs> Ishmael. I'm sorry to keep going back, but it doesn't matter because, like you said, if they stuck through the first four episodes, either they're with us or fuck them. Yeah, yeah. So they run out of water. So now she takes the kid and puts him under some bushes, right? And then she go, she walks away but from But why him. does she put him under bushes? Because she doesn't want to see the child die. Right. So he's dying. But she mentions... Because they're out in the wilderness. Right. Yeah, they're out of water. They're, they're screwed. So th- they mention that she goes to a bow shot away. Meaning, is she planning on killing the kid? Like putting him out of his misery? Or just going to let him die of dehydration? I just Like, think- why use the term bow shot away? Like, she's going to now draw up the bow. She can't really see him that well. Yeah. And she's going to kill him. I think it's a way to describe the distance so that people who are reading it would understand the distance. Why don't they use, like, measurements we can all understand? Like, hectares and... um. And fathoms and like, you know, <laughs> standardized measures that make sense to everybody. Maybe they didn't have them. Oh, I guess not. They, probably they had like don't. knuckles, you know, <laughs> like it was five knuckles long. All right. Who's knuckles? Well, the arc, right? The arc was measured in what? Hands or? Cubits. Oh, in cubits. Oh, wait, well, cu- yeah, it was an elbow to the middle finger. Right. So that's a cubit, right. right. So, so why didn't they just use a cubit? Just say she was whatever. So. Okay. Okay, we're looking for logic, you know, in the Bible. Yeah, so um, then one of these angels of God shows up again. Right. And this angel confuses me again. Are the angels God? Because I don't know if it's this angel, maybe there's another angel later in the story, that speaks as if it's God. So right. I'm not really sure. Like We might right. have to get a definition of angel. Like, are they just like megaphones? Like God sends like a meat puppet. <laughs> that's like an they're called angels but they're basically meat puppets you know they're like meat megaphones puppets. for god to talk through didn't lady gaga wear that on her dress like uh, once a megaphone oh a meat dress yeah she she had that horrible meat dress oh she showed up to like the grammys or something so are these covered meat, in meat these meat puppets like <laughs> slabs of meat you don't get the statement man because she's just like meat you know like the way like the media and the public views are like, you know, she didn't do anything to garner all this attention and all this scrutiny. Like, we're just looking at I, her like I she's see, meat. I, I don't think that was the case, because then I think we would have referred to them as the meat ear from now on. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, meat the meat ear. ear the meat ear. <laughs> yeah. All right, enough of that. Yeah, um, fuck yeah, so, um, yeah, so some angel shows up and was like, yo, don't don't give the boy up. He, he's like, lift the boy up. And, and I thought of that scene in The Lion King. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, 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 if I can go back, when I was trying to figure out this guy's name, um, uh, what is it? Rabi- I don't want to fuck this up. Abim- Abimelech? Mm-hmm. I thought in my head, Abimelech, Abimelech, Abimelech. <laughs> in the jungle, the mighty jungle. And then this came, happened, then I realized, I don't think that song actually came from that movie, right? That song was from like the 50s or something. I mean, the Bible's inspired a yeah, lot of things, yeah, a lot so, of things. Um, yeah, so he uh, he says, don't despair. I'm going to make a great nation of him. And she opened her eyes, and there was a well in front of them. Mm-hmm. And they were able to drink from it. And he uh, 
he grew up in the wilderness mm-hmm. and became like Legolas. Mm-hmm. Like he just got nice with <laughs> yeah, a bow. Yeah, he's just right? like hunting, right? <laughs> he, um, he's uh, taking out orcs like <laughs> yeah, yeah. twelve like shots in a second. Yeah, isn't there a Marvel superhero that's a that's a bow guy? Yeah, he's like the most useless guy, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. All right, I'm yeah. just wondering if we should, like uh, what happens when he runs out of like arrows in his quiver. <laughs> like, what does he do? You he, know what I mean? He quivers. Um, that's like shake and trouble. Nah, yeah. Um. And then, uh, then Hagar gets him an Egyptian wife, right? So, um, just for purposes of geography, what if her name was Jane? <laughs> Jane, because he grew up in the wilderness and he's Tarzan. Jane, yeah, probably uh, Tarzan didn't uh, have a bow and arrow. Don't worry, well, I'll cut that out in the edit. Yeah. So, um, surprised you even heard it. Ishmael settles in the area that's now like the Sinai Peninsula. You know what the Sinai Peninsula is? I know the they had uh, military forces hiding out there after the Independence Day aliens blew up stuff. They were hiding out in the Sinai. So the northeastern section of Africa is Egypt, right? Egypt's like right in the northeast section of Africa. Right. And then there's like a peninsula that runs like parallel to it. That's called the Sinai Peninsula. And then on the other side is like the Arabian Peninsula. So Israel starts like right there. So it's like this kind of like, you know, V-shaped piece of land. So Ishmael is basically now like sort of like near Egypt, near Israel, like in that section. And that leads us to the next part of Genesis 21, which is Abraham and Abimelech make a covenant. Mm. A lot of covenants. They love their covenants in the Bible. Yeah. And uh, he, he says to Abraham, you're down with God and all. Now I want you to swear to me you'll be cool with me, my offspring, my prosperity, and the lands you are an alien in, you know, you're going to be cool with us. And, yeah. I, and I'm like, wait a minute. So he's saying, you're down with God, so now I want you to swear. I'm like, dude, I hold all the cards. I want you to do shit. How is he telling Abraham that what he wants? Like making well, a demand. He's like deathly afraid. Because I know, but it, the, the language they used here it almost sound like, yo, dude, you're going to do this. Right. Well, they're very curt. Like everyone in the Bible is like very like to the point. You know what I mean? Like no one smooths anyone over. It's like yeah. God shows up and he's like, so what I want you to do now is I want you to like circumcise everybody. Yeah, what right I want point. you to do now is, you know, build an ark because I'm going to kill everything on the planet. Like there's no like preamble. There's no sit down. We need to talk. And this stuff might have happened, but it might have been edited out. for you know. So he's afraid of Abraham and he really wants to have a good relationship with Abraham. But Fair right- enough. Yeah, but right away, Abraham's like, well, now that you mention it, there's like a little well, bit of a no, dispute. No, no, no. First, no, first he sweared, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. right. So he swears. But then he's like, but. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's like, but uh, yeah, one of my servants or somebody told me that your servants seized a well. Yeah, like someone like took over land that I own. There's like a well mm. on it. Mm. Right. That, and That I own. Yeah. Which is a little strange because did he own? Well, he had already give, been given the land. I mean, right? he'd been given land, right. Right, okay. So, uh, Abimelech is like, um, this is the first I'm hearing of this. So, uh, what do you want to do about it? I didn't know this, so. Yeah. So, Abraham, like, offers him, like, goats or ewes. Uh, seven ewe lambs. Okay, so he offers him lambs, and he says, um, give me this land, 
and I will give you these lambs. Like that will be the exchange. And this will this will buy your witness to that I dug this well. Right. I got the impression he didn't really dig the well though. You know, I got the impression like, hey, just tell people I did this. So you when, think so? You yeah, think Abraham's I, like scamming him? Because I, I think what would happen was like, I think some of the people like his servants uh, like might get, get a little mad that here comes Abraham just taking land away because of a misunderstanding about the wife and the sister. And, you know, we like that well. And now he can at least say, no, 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 he paid me for it, dude. He right. paid me for it. An agreement was made right. above your pay grade. Just let it go. So maybe that's all it was. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. I, I, I didn't take it like that. Yeah, but, so um, Abimelech leaves, and then Abraham plants a tamarisk tree. Yeah, which I'm I sure mean, has nothing to do with anything. So that's another thing. So I read that part, and whatever. Like, I think they're just like marking like places, you know, where maybe pilgrims can go and have journeys to. So like, if you go to this part of Israel and you go to this fucking well, like this is the well that like Abraham like shit in or whatever he does as well (laughs) who knows what what do you wait okay why what why did why would they shit in a well why would they fucking circumcise themselves shitting in a well sounds like there's a million things why (laughs) all right that's fine um why why would he constantly give up his wife because and you, you broke my heart a couple episodes ago when you told me like this wasn't you broke my heart, Fredo. This wasn't. Is it like one of those? Like this, is no, it, this wasn't. This wasn't a. Um, this was. These weren't newspaper articles. These were people yeah. writing yeah. about the past. Yeah. Do you think whoever owns this well today, or when this was written, was like, "Yo, this is that well." Yes. And now there's velvet ropes yes. around it. Yes. It's like the per- and his buy some tickets, get online. Uh, it's like the person in New Jersey who like sprayed some like urine on a wall and now it looks like you know it's like Jesus and people like line up to see like a pea stain that looks like Jesus on a wall did that happen in Jersey I don't know <laughs> <laughs> who knows what goes on in Jersey <laughs> um, I'm, in, I'm in Jersey often I do not share that same uh, uh, yeah let's move on Scott's always <laughs> making disclaimers for shit I say <laughs> What is that? Uh, the uh, thoughts and opinions of the unbo- of other podcaster are not representative of this podcaster. <laughs> All right. So that gets us to Genesis 22. And Genesis 22 starts with the command to sacrifice Isaac. Oh, here we go again. Yeah. I mean, it never ends with God. I mean, so far since in this episode, like God hasn't acted up too badly, right? All right. Well... He hasn't even towards the end of the last episode. He didn't act up I mean, he so made all the straight. women infertile somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. All right. Um, they didn't even was, do anything. It was a temp situation. It's an ad hoc solution to a problem that solved itself. <laughs> He's like Kylo Ren in the first movie where he just like gets angry and like fucks up like the control panel, you know, and, oh, then, yeah, yeah, like, and then he calms down, you know. So that was God, one of the best scenes in that movie, by yeah. the way, when the stormtroopers saw it, the guy grabs the other stormtroopers, like, yo, let's go to the other <laughs> Yeah, movie. let's get out of here. <laughs> Fucking guy. So, um, yeah, so we've already established that God started off as a baby in a bathtub. So now he's like, he's growing up a little bit, you know, he's like reaching his early adolescence now, you know, he's still figuring out how to rule the universe. So he decides he's going to test Abraham. And in Genesis 22, verse 2, he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, 
whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I shall show you. The very next line is, so Abraham rose early in the morning, (laughs) saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him. All right. First of all, when God told Sarah earlier on in the book, you're going to have a kid, right? Sarah laughed, and there was like this whole exchange, right? There was like a back and forth. Here, God's like, yo, take your son to this mountain and burn him. What's funny, you said it with such a booming voice and read it word for word. I'm just going to read my note. Yeah. God says, take your son to the land of Moriah and smoke his ass on a mountain. (laughs) That's that's crazy. And that could be mean two ways because he wants to... Him to burn him and to, you know. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, he's looking to smoke him, like New Jack City. So, the transition to, you know, um, that that command to, so Abraham rose early in the morning, you know, like, there was, was there not a, there wasn't a back and forth? The only thing he responded to quick was the cutting off of dicks. (laughs) I mean, look, if I'm putting the book together, I'm trying to make Abraham look as the book, meaning the Bible. Mm-hmm. So if I'm collecting like stories from like different authors and I'm putting it together, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe there was a back and forth in the original text, but yeah, the but editors he- decided, you know what? Let's not include that because we want to make Abraham seem as loyal as possible because what, what kind of a father would not even question this? considering he did negotiate about Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed. And, by the way, he was upset when um, Sarah sent Isaac away. Uh, no, which Ishmael, right. I'm sorry, Ishmael. When uh, Sarah sent Ishmael away, he was upset about that. Here, he's just like, all right, um, what time should I set my alarm for tomorrow? Maybe he's realized like there's no there's no fighting with God. There's no discussing with God. There's no compromise with God. And... So yeah. So either way, I just found it a strange situation. So being Abraham, being like the follower of God, um, and by the way, don't forget he's doing all of this, all of this because he has a covenant with God. The covenant being, he will be the father of like, you know, this. And his only son now, he's being told to kill his only son after doing all of those things. Well, he's got Ishmael in the in the bullpen warming up, I guess. But hasn't maybe he, that's what he's thinking. But hasn't he already been told that Ishmael will not be the line through which he yeah. spreads? Yeah, he's going to be taken care of another way. So either way, man. So he sets off with his son. In order to kill his son, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> they get—I guess they—they they get to base camp, yeah. and he tells the other two dudes that came with him, yeah. "You guys wait here, me yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. me wait in the car." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me. We're gonna go down into this dark basement Isaac, together. This lit torch, this, this this wood, and this knife. And by the way, we're here to offer a burnt offering to God, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so Isaac goes, "Hey, I'm Dad." Where's the lamb? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Isaac gets like all suspicious. He's like, wait a second. You the lamb, motherfucker. <laughs> so he ties him up. 
Size them up, yeah. Um, now, do you think Isaac struggles? Uh, I don't know. I can't imagine he... He's like 13 years old at this time. I don't know. I, like, does he struggle? You Is he screaming, may, Dad, may, what are you doing? Why are you tying me up? Wow. Maybe, <coughs> maybe they didn't want an R rating for this, so they had to like scale back the content that they released to the public. But the Sodom and Gomorrah part was all right, where the guy's like being raped by his daughter. But they, but they use sneaky words where you know the adults in the room got it, but the children watching the cartoon wouldn't have gotten the joke. Nah, I don't, I don't think it's like they're looking out for that. I just, I don't know. I don't think it matters. Isaac doesn't matter. Abraham doesn't matter. Only the will of God matters. I think this is what the moral of this, like this, definitely this. Uh, uh, chapter is all right. We're gonna have to imagine he was definitely screaming. Probably I mean, he for had to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. because he's. Pro- he, I don't know. He might have been the kind uh, religious zealot like Abraham. You know, like he might have said, "Well, if this is what God wants, then I'll go quietly." But I don't think a thirteen-year-old would think like that. So he gets uh, tied up. Yeah, and he's about to knife him. He's gonna like, yeah, cut him open. And then, oh, an angel of God appears and goes, yo, dude, I was kidding. I was kidding. Just, 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 just kidding. All right. So here's the thing, man. God shows up all the time, mm-hmm. right? God's like strolling through the Garden of Eden. And he's like, hey, where's Adam and where's Eve? I, I don't see them. Like he's just like haphazardly mm-hmm. like strolling about, right? So he'll show up like at all these different times and like, this seems to me like this might be the most important moment of the of creation because he's already gotten rid of Adam and Eve. Uh-huh. He scrapped that whole Eden plan. Uh, then he did version 2.0 of the world with the flood. He didn't like that. Uh-huh. And this is the guy that he's now chosen. This will be the guy who will seed the earth with my people, people that will worship me. Uh-huh. And he's about to, Abraham is about to kill the only chance for that seed to spread at the command of God. God can't show up himself at the last moment, like when Abraham is lifting like whatever the sharpened stone, the flint that he's going to kill Isaac with. Yeah, but that's why I think that this angel is the Lord. Like It's, it's very confusing. I, I think this is God because I think he says a, a, an angel appears, but then he he speaks like it's. Uh... So I have the section, I think. Mm-hmm. I might not have the section. Okay, so the angel of the Lord, you proved your fear of God. He is a ram to sacrifice. You know, let's do it the old school way. And now they said there's a phrase that's to this day, and I guess the time was written on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Now, is that something like when people go into like a situation where they don't have all the tools or what they need, they put faith in God? Like that's like a like read a faith that in back God. again. Um, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided, referring to the ram that appeared for mm-hmm. the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have the ram, but God provided it. So. Right. But they say the say, that saying is used to this day. I got to be. I got to assume it's being used in everyday situations. I I don't hang out with people that really quote the Bible too much. So I don't know if that, is that a phrase that's used a lot. 
do not question God's will because God will provide. So if you're in any particular bad situation, never question the will of God. Never question why your son was in a car accident and became a quadriplegic. Never question why your mom uh, died of pancreatic um, cancer when you were um, eight years old. Um, I don't think that's not what I'm feeling here. You don't? I'm feeling no, no. I, I no, I get that, but I think on this in this particular on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. It's almost like God will God God is great. God will God will provide what we need to provide. Not so much explaining away you know tragedy, right. but more of like um, I'm eventually in the future going to get what I want, right? I need because God will provide right. it, right? So I like mean, when you that see that bumper, you ever see that bumper sticker from years ago? You say, Relax, driver. God is my pilot. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe. So I have no I mean, driving right. skills, but God will provide right. them. What you're saying is is a little bit more direct than what I'm saying. What I'm saying is a little more like ancillary to that whole. Like it fits into what you're saying, but what you're saying encapsulates it better. Sure. But now we get to a part that like really right up your alley. Because he says, now I will truly bless you. Now that you know the fear of God and you've proven to me that you, you fear me. Um and I'm going to make your offspring spring as numerous as stars and sand. Yeah. So, are you got on to say about that? So, I have a lot to say about God because, and I brought, about that man. I I've brought this up already. It seems like again, God keeps stringing Abraham along, and He keeps testing him, and He keeps making him do things right. But when He makes the covenant with him, He doesn't say. You're going to have to fulfill like this and this and this and this. Like there's no contract that like extends oh. beyond like what. In other words, God says, okay, I'm going to make a promise that your seed will fill the earth and then you circumcise everyone. So Abraham does that. And that seems like that's it. Like, so now like we have fulfilled our contract, but God keeps adding amendments to the contract that Abraham doesn't even agree to. You know where this takes us back to? Bespin. Bespin. Bob- I don't remember Bespin. Bespin, the cloud city where Lambert oh, Bespin. was. <laughs> Boba Fett turns to Darth Vader and goes, that wasn't part of the agreement. And he's like, I'm altering the agreement. Pray I don't alter it again. And by the way, I don't like to shout out other things yet. There's an episode of Robot Chicken where they do that whole scene and Darth Vader continually alters this. <laughs> Watch it. He keeps altering the agreement. I know. In the classic, uh, what's his name? Seth. Um, Seth. Uh, what's his name? Um, the guy, the guy that, from Buffy. Um, Seth Green. Seth Green. Seth Green. Right, right, right. So it's like the classic like family guy thing where they just like carry on like a bit like um, past. It's. Um, yeah, yeah. But, no, but this, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know if Robot Chicken really knows a family guy. I don't want to talk about Robot Chicken. (laughs) So uh, God is constantly adding shit to the agreement. And Abraham keeps doing what God is asking of him. Yeah, and he says all of the nations of the earth are going to gain the blessing because they're all going to be descendants of his offspring now. Um, But he says something I'm going to say, I'm going to point out because he says it again later. Um, And you will possess the gate of their enemies. Everybody that goes, like, what is it? The gate of their enemies? Yeah, I think so. You will possess the gate of their enemies. Um, you're going to overtake, like, whatever king, you, whatever kingdom your enemies possess will be yours. Okay, all right. Some of that right, so right now, like, the Hittites and the... 
like all these like different stalactites. Uh, who the stalactites stalagmites the stalactites <laughs> the troglodytes <laughs> you might have heard me say that before but you probably didn't no no i i i barrel through scott i ignore almost everything you say because one, I don't know how important it is, and what I have to say yeah, so is why don't you, uh, so you, much more important. Why don't you just jump right to uh, the uh, children of Nahor? Do you want to do that section? No, I'll let you do that one. So I have written down the children of Nahor, and then it goes to Genesis twenty-three <laughs> because I wrote down names, names, more names. It's just a bunch of names. I think Nahor is Abraham's brother, and it just goes through his lineage, yeah, all like right. all his kids. And that gets us to a very sad chapter of the Bible, mm. um, the book of Genesis, chapter 23, Sarah's death and burial. Our I, 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 listen, I, I honestly, I don't know how much I like this woman anyway. She, yeah, she... I, I, they, she was put in a rough spot, so I'm not going to judge her too harshly, you know? I mean, listen, you live 127 years... You're going to do some fucked up shit in those 127 years. True, true. And nobody remembers really the good stuff. Right, right. The good times. Uh, Marrying your brother. (laughs) uh, Forcing your brother to have intercourse with your slave. And get mad about it. uh, Pretending that you're the sister. Well, not even pretending, being the sister. And then. (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) Not pretending. I mean, yeah. So anyway, so poor Sarah. She dies. I wonder if she was still hot when she died. I mean, she, she, was, she was. She was probably a lovely corpse. You think so? I think even in death, she was a handsome woman. So at 127, Sarah dies, and Abraham, uh, he asks the Hittites, um, who I'm assuming are running the territory where uh, he lives. Yeah. He asks them for a very specific cave owned by someone, you know. That's a Hittite yeah, they, they, citizen. They, they, yeah, he's looking for some place to bury his wife out of his sight. Yeah, I guess he doesn't want to view yeah. upon a grave all the time. But the so. funny thing, like he knows specifically which cave on this person's property. Almost like he's been like skulking about the property. Like he's been casing it. Oh. Like how else would he know about yeah. this cave on yeah. this person's property? You know what I mean? I mean, Google Street View? Really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, they probably had those like fold out like atlases back then, you know, no Google Street View. He just, you know, like a road McNally, ran ran McNally. So, um so he wants this it's cave. In some of the pictures you can see the, the the shadow of the pterodactyl with the camera on its head. <laughs> so he, by the way, he makes this request in front of apparently like a crowd. Like, are they in like in an amphitheater? Like, yeah, is it like kept a... mentioning how it was all done in front of the Hittites? Yeah, in front of the Hittites. In yeah. front of the, like like four or five times it's, they mentioned. Yeah, we get it. It's, it's like the theater Hittites. in the round, yeah. Shakespeare in the park. You know. So the owner of the cave happens to be there, uh, Ephron. Yes. 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 So Ephron is there, and Ephron's like, bro. Uh, you're like a special man, mm-hmm. right? I know God's looking out for you, so I'm going to give you this cave. Yeah, and then Abraham's like, no, 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 I want to give you money for it. Right. So Abraham insisted not only that um, they make like a financial exchange, mm-hmm. right? But he insisted that there were like witnesses there to watch this. So do you think this goes back to he doesn't want... To be in debt to anybody? Like, he doesn't want to say somebody gave me something or, 
you know, I'm I am because of these people. Okay. So think of it like this. <clears throat> That's his motivation, mm-hmm. right? But remember, we're not reading a newspaper, we're not reading a history book. We're reading like a parable, a tale of someone writing about Abraham, right? So why would they show that as being a motivation? So what I'm starting to understand as I read the Bible, when I mentioned earlier, you have to sort of read between the lines. You have to like paint the outline that's presented to you. So this is one of those parts where it's easy to sort of like gloss over, skip over. He wanted this cave. Um, he insisted on paying for it and having witnesses. Mm. This is a model, right, for society. Don't just make a deal, bro, because, like, if you and your neighbor say, you know, you're like, yo, I want to build this fence here. Do you mind? And your neighbor's like, nah, man, no problem. Build the fence. And then you build the fence, and then the neighbor, like, tears it down. You can't prove wow. that you made an agreement. Okay. So this is like a model for people like not only should there be an exchange of like, you know, whatever, cash or uh, goods for a service, make Very sure nice. there are witnesses. So it's like contractual and now we law. have written documents it's and the beginning and notaries. Of, and, right. Okay, nice. So I think a lot of the Bible, like, Parts that we might skip over, like normally, because we're not used to reading something with so Anything. little like detail. You know, it's just like so much happens in like three lines. You got to really unpack it. So I think that's what that is. So in um, Sarah's death and burial, that's like the takeaway. The takeaway is like contractual law is born amongst men. Interesting. So Abraham invented that. I mean, yeah. And so that gets... Do you, think, do you think it's because Abraham's the type of guy that would go back on his deals and he just figures everybody would go back on their deals? So well, usually like, that's right. Usually um, the suspicious people are suspicious because they would do the thing that they're suspicious someone else would do. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, all right, good. So now uh, that takes us to uh, Genesis 24, the marriage of Isaac and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Oh, how did I mix up Rebecca here from... Uh, whatever. This is the real Rebecca coming up. Yes, Scott, indeed. How would you possibly have ever mixed it up when you read this like literally (laughs) 10 minutes before we started recording? (laughs) So we're at the marriage of Isaac and Rebecca. Do you want to speak? (laughs) No, I don't think I do now. That was kind of not nice. So, okay. So Abraham says to one of his servants, he goes... Put your hands under my thigh. That was <laughs> really like what? By the, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, that would have been like a normal thing if that had been introduced like earlier in the story, right? It's gotta be a first there's, time. But for there's everything. no context. It's like apparently, in order to make like an oath, you gotta like put your hand under Abraham's thigh. And does that mean he's is he in a seated position or a laying down position? I don't know. I mean, if he's standing, you can't put it really on his Is he on his, his stomach, on his I mean, back? I don't know. I don't know, Scott. On his side. Yeah. I, is I he like know. in bed in like Willy Wonka's grandfather's like is long it, like nightgown? skin contact or is, like, uh, is he wearing like I'm a, assuming, I'm going to assume if he wants him to put his hand under his thigh, it's 
it's and hand, and swear it's got to be handshakes have not been invented yet so he's like uh I want you to uh, take this oath that you're going to go somewhere and get my son Isaac a wife. Well, not somewhere. He wants him oh, specifically oh. to go to his homeland. His homeland that he traveled far and wide from. And he's like, and promise me, like totally promise me, you're not going to have him like marry one of these like trashy right. like Hittites yeah. or Egyptians <laughs> or like, I specifically want like my own kind. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Purity of the bloodline, huh? Yes. He's or just straight racism or, you know. Whatever. I mean. Wow. And don't take my son with you to, like, go, like, help choose the wife. Yeah, it's almost like if the son goes and sees, like, where he's from, the son will be like, I like this place. You know, this is, I'm not yeah, going to go back. I don't think so. I think what happens is because he sends him back to his father's house and... Whoa, whoa, to whoa, his whoa, whoa. kindred. Who's he? He sent... Oh, Abraham he, sends the servant, the servant to his homeland, sure. to his actual father's house, okay. and amongst his kindred. Right. So look, who, what do you think he's going to bring back? Somebody who's related to him. Yes. And Isaac might not be down with that, so he's like, don't take Isaac. He doesn't need to know where this chick came from. Oh. Like, he'll so, know like that's so his you cousin. Think, or like, later on when he gets married to Rebecca... Um, Hoping I'm not spoiling anything because the title well, yeah, is yeah. the marriage of you're Isaac gonna, and Rebecca. Pass on that one. Um, do you think that he doesn't know who she is? No, he's got to know who she is because she finds out who who they are. She's gonna find uh, out. The slave is gonna tell her. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. Like at this point, so so so, so we're not even like we haven't even said how they're related. So we'll get to that. And by the way, this is a servant, not a slave. I don't know if there's a difference. In, the, in in what that means, I'm gonna I'm gonna I think it's synonymous. Yeah. All right. Okay. So he goes. The servant goes. Wow, that's a pretty big task. What if I go and I fail at my task? Yeah. And he basically is like, if you give it the old college try, that's all that matters because God's going to intervene God's and he's going he's to make this happen. Yeah. So he grabs ten camels and a bunch of gifts. oh, but he also says like, if you can't, if they don't come back with you. You're absolved. Like you, you don't have to worry. Like you know, as long as you, you know, do your best, you don't have to come back with. That's quite a the honor wife. system. Because I, I got to tell you, I've met a lot of people in my life. You make that deal with, they just go hang out somewhere for a week, come back and go. Nope, couldn't get it done. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Scumbags. You no. know who you are. So that's the thing too, right? Like these servants are so loyal. It's amazing, like, the amount of trust that Abraham has in this guy. Trust? I think somebody once said, it's better to be feared than respected. <laughs> Dude's got God in his uh, corner. That's You're going to do whatever the fuck he says. That's true. Yeah. So he takes 10 camels and gifts, and he, um, they go to um, a watering hole outside Nahor, which I guess is now the name of a, um, a city or village or whatever. Um, well, that's where... Abraham is originally from. I think we talked about it earlier. It's like it's Turkey. So if Abraham is in Canaan right now, um, his servant winds up traveling north into where Turkey is. Mm. Okay. So he stops at the watering hole and he apparently says um, he's got a criteria all laid out how he's going to pick the girl. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. When he's at the watering hole, yeah. is, he just, got there. is, he, is he just casually? Because for some reason, so look logically you would think he gets to the watering hole 
he like sets out like you know his tent or whatever like caravans mm-hmm. do right and he's like chilling he's grilling he's drinking a beer he's smoking some of that like kush um kush kush it's a strain of uh pot oh sorry. i'm assuming that's what you get like in the middle east you know like kush is just like growing all over the place back then before kush. the man got yeah. fucking yeah, yeah. All codified about it. Couldn't figure out how to tax it. So he's chill. He's tailgating, right? Yeah, he's yeah. arrived. He's mm-hmm. tailgating. But for some reason, like that would be the way to do it. But for some reason, as I was reading it, and it didn't say this is how it went down, but I was imagining him like looking over a dune. <laughs> you know, like he arrived and he's like perving over a dune, like looking down on this watering hole. And in his mind, like, concocting the plan of, like, how he's going to find a wife for Isaac. Um, okay. I didn't strike, see it that way. I kind of saw him, like, just he walked his camels up. He parked his camels. They kneeled down. Yeah. And um, he didn't water them. He didn't give them water. And he didn't give himself right. water. And he says to You think this goes back to what we were saying earlier? Like, sus- suspicious people are suspicious? I, like, I was going to so point you think out I'm to you. Like, like, I was you think saying, I'd show up I and be like, like... I was going to say projecting much, but um, I figured I'd let you go. Let the uh, listeners decide on their own. Um, because there's, there's kind of a thread through a lot of these podcasts <laughs> that come from you. Um, so, <laughs> he said the first woman that comes over... And gets water and gives me water and waters my camels. Yeah, my camels. Is the one. Yeah. So here comes Rebecca with the pot on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. She fills it up and he runs over to her and like, please let me drink. Yeah. So she's like, okay, here, weird guy at the fucking place with there's tons of water for everybody. Yeah, you can have, you need my water. Fine. Oh, oh, and, and then she sees the camels and there's a trough there. Yeah. And she fills up the trough. Yeah. And I'm thinking, this dude. Mm-hmm. It's obviously got means because he's got 10 camels and they, they're loaded up with gifts and shit. Yeah. You can't drink yourself? Like, she should have looked at him like something wrong with your fucking legs. Go, like, like, what, why am I doing this? So this is like, this is the reverse of a Bronx Tale thing. Remember where he's like, you know, um, if you know she's the one when after you open the door for her and she gets in the door, if she leans across and like unlocks the door for you, she's the one. So this is like the reverse of that. So this servant's like, if she comes up to me and she gets me like these things, like she's definitely going to be the one, you know? But what's funny is the way you described it is really funny, right? Where like he approaches her and she's like, what the fuck is going on? But like, she's like, she's also very manic, like, yes, she, she's like yeah. really like servile. Like she's like, oh my god, yes, my lord, of course I will, I will. And then she runs to get like water for the camels. Like everybody is like a 1920s like movie starlet, you know? Like in like every like silent movie or like movies from the 30s, like all the women are like all breathy and like everything is like they're hysterical. So the silent movies, they're breathy, and you know how that you know that. <laughs> Listen, it's uh, when you're on the cush, <laughs> you hear it all. When you're on the cush. So, so yeah. she gets the water for the camels, um, and he's like, holy shit, this is totally the one. Uh, yo, you mind if uh, I crash at your place? Yeah, at your, at your father's house? Yeah. And she's like, sure. And then um, when they get there, oh, he gives her like a nose ring. 
and like a bracelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For he each gave of her a bracelet and like a nose yeah, he ring. Some gifts. Yeah. Now she she walks home with bling, and her brother, what's his name, Laban? I don't even know. I Laban. Write it down. Yeah, saw the gifts that mm. she was wearing and then started kissing that servant's ass. Oh, sir, I I I got the I got the bed ready. Uh, you, I'll take care of your camels. Um, you know, here's some kush and uh. Yeah. Really. Well, you, you have to figure they're living a modest life because Abraham, right? He had like all these servants. So um, his son probably doesn't have to go and draw water. Or his son doesn't have to go and work. And his wife, Sarah, when mm. she was alive, she didn't have to do these things. So I think this sort of shows you uh, they're not a wealthy family, his family back home. You know, like they're, they're workers. They have to like okay. work to survive. And uh, at this point, the servant actually tells the family the story about how Isaac can't have a wife right. from the from the Catan. Like he tells them who he is. He tells them who sent them, yeah, yeah, right? He does, he does tell them the story. And uh, he does say, and uh, the Lord has shown me the right way to obtain the daughter of my master's kinsman for his son. Right. Like what? <laughs> so Rebecca winds up being the granddaughter of Abraham's brother. Um, what's his name again? Uh, Bethuel. No, uh, the brother wasn't. That's her father. The brother was uh, Nahor. So Nahor, I think, was Abraham's brother, and she's Nahor's granddaughter. Can all right? So they're 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 in the the father uh, Rebecca's father's house right now, Mm -hmm. and the house is Nahor. Do you think when they're out of town, they refer to their house as the Nahor house? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's interesting that you bring this up because I'm pretty sure when. Rebecca is introduced. She is described as being a virgin, like she's really beautiful mm-hmm. and a virgin. So you're right. It is the no whore house. Uh, yeah, it's it's almost like yeah, you're window shopping. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one. Not that one. You do you know protocol? <laughs> Sorry, that was a three PO res. So they're at dinner and by okay. Here's another thing that I'm having trouble with. <clears throat> Timelines. Remember the first like few seasons of Game of Thrones? Like whenever th- like they had to travel from one place to another, that shit would take place over like three or four episodes. Then when the writers got like lazy and didn't give a fuck anymore and wanted to go off and write like their Star Trek movie or whatever, like someone would go from like north of the wall to like King's yeah. Landing in like yeah. half an episode. Like yeah. they just like show up. So so this servant, is this all like in one day? Like, how long did it take him to get to Turkey, first of all? If you can tell me how the White Walkers got those huge chains <laughs> to get the dragon out of the ice, you could tell me. Nah, come on. They're organized. They had uh, the king. What's his name? Uh, what was the king's name? The, uh, the... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That guy. That guy who wound up being so inconsequential anyway because the whole series built it up. Guys, can we bring it right, back? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that out. Yeah. So um, what's the, the timeline? Like, is this the first day, like, he's in town? And after how many years of traveling? Because he's got to get from, like, he's got to cover a good amount of... Do we know? We, we don't know that... I don't think we can discuss time because we don't really know distances either. Well, we know approximate. We know, so he's going at least north all throughout what is today's Israel and into Turkey, let's call it about a thousand miles. Let's say eight hundred miles to a thousand miles. 
Let's say it's 5,000 miles. No, it's definitely not 5,000. Because they would walk 5,000 miles. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> and do we know what the miles per gallon of a camel is? Because if you do that, well, we can do the math. I think camels can do like, they can walk a lot. But the problem is like, you're not all riding the camels. You have to do the walking too. Do so they walk anyway. on Wednesdays? What's that? Do they walk on Wednesdays? Because <laughs> it's hump day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, because it's hump day. So hump I would think. No, yeah. it's like they're Sabbath though. I like, don't think no. so. It's like, yeah. I think hump, they're humping, man. They're like humping the loads. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, oh shoot! Do you think that term, like, oh, I gotta hump this down there? You think it comes from camels? Another phrase I mean, that we possibly. use today? Came? Possibly. I'm adding the ding sound effect back into this podcast. So they're at the dinner table. However many days it took him to travel to this place, or years, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming this is his first day in town. He's at the dinner table, and like. There's no like, can I stay the weekend and maybe like smooth things over? He's just like, he just spills everything and he's like. Like you said, right to the point, Kurt. Yeah. Right there. I want to bring Rebecca back. So the family's like, okay, just give us like a few days, you know. Ten days. Let us say our goodbyes, you know. Let us whatever. Teach like Rebecca about like sex and like what marriage marriage would be like. Not only that, not only give 10 days, it was almost like. I thought they were being devious. I thought they were sending him away. Go back to your master. Mm-hmm. We'll send her in 10 days. Mm-hmm. You're never going to see her again. He's yeah. going to take the gifts, take the loot. It didn't seem like that was that kind of family. It seemed like uh, they also knew what Abraham was about, and they were like more than happy to like give Rebecca to Abraham's son. Okay. So he's like... After they get make that offer, you know, like, sure, you can, like, take her with you, but give us some time. He's like, eh, I kind of want to, like, leave right away. Like, you know, like, yeah, Isaac, yeah. he needs a wife. Yeah. Because from my understanding now, Isaac is about, like, 37 years old. Okay. Which gets us to this point of how shitty Abraham and Sarah were as parents. Because it's the job of parents back then to find a wife for a son, especially like if you're of money, like Abraham, right? It's his. And by the way, God's like, you're going to be the father of these great nations, right? Mm -hmm. And he gives this old woman a son, but then the way they raise the son, one, for some reason, he doesn't find the wife on his own. I don't even know if that's the way it was done back then. And two, I know for a fact that like fathers find, you know, daughters uh, find. Well, maybe back then also daughters for their sons to marry. Who knows? He married his sister. <laughs> I, th- I think I think to answer your question, I think we're seeing the beginnings of privilege. What do you mean? Like, yeah, it used to it used to back in the old days, back when days were good and people knew how to live right. You know, wore, wore pajamas and took things slow. <laughs> they, they, you know, there was rules that they followed. But now the modern, you know, you know, with they, with their, every, all these kids are looking at their stolen oh, tablets I all see. day long. Like, <laughs> you know, everything's gone out the window. So, yeah. So basically, Isaac is like thirty-seven years old. He's never been married, and fucking Abraham. Like, it took Sarah's death for Abraham to be like, oh shit. 
before I die, I got to make sure that my son gets married so like my covenant with God can be like fulfilled. That, that, that's fine. That's fine. But I'm going to give Abraham a pass here. I mean, that shit didn't happen until he was 100 years old and she was 90. And like, so whatever. So his son is 37. So the servants like we got we got to rush back. You know, yeah. we got to make sure you consummate the marriage. We got to make sure like you get knocked up and like you have like Isaac's kids because this is all God's plan. I mean, you got a lot from him saying, no, nah, I kind of want to leave now. <laughs> but, okay. So they're like, maybe, maybe the servant's life is on hold too. Maybe he wants to get back to his, you know, I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Sure. Sure. It's all about him. So <laughs> I didn't say that. So the people of the house are like, no hey, gray area hey, Rebecca, me. what do you want to do? You want to go with this guy? She's like, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, sure. Which kind of made like, like, uh, I'm like why do you, why they argue for 10 days? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So she decides. All right. So she's going to go. So they go. And um, as she's like, they arrive where mm-hmm. Isaac is. And Genesis 24, verse 62. <clears throat> now, Isaac had come from Berlaha Roy and was settled in the Negeb. Isaac went out in the evening to walk in the field and looking up, he saw camels coming and Rebecca looked up and when she saw Isaac, she slipped quickly from the camel and said to the servant, who is the man over there walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, it is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself, and the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent. He took Rebecca, and she became his wife. A couple comments on that. One, I thought his master was Abraham, not Isaac. Well, Abraham a- sent him on the quest. Yes, but I'm assuming like the son is also the master. I guess yeah, you got a the sure. royal family. Yes. Um. So while you were describing that, I was wondering, um, was she looking at him like Andy Dufresne looked at Red on a <laughs> on Say What Neu on the beach when he was working on the boat? No, I th- I think because they were so happy to see each other. It was like there had to be some really cheesy music playing right when this happened, right? Like who is that fine man? That just happens to be the man she's going to get into the tent with in a few minutes. I don't know. I don't know if it's like joy on it her dreamy. part. No, it's it's going to be scary because remember, he's 37. She's a virgin, so I'm assuming she's young. Wait, wait. So you think everywhere they went, every time she saw her man, she got off the camel. She's like, "Who's that man over there?" <laughs> That's not him. Got back on the camel. Who's that man over there? Well, it's the the whorehouse, right? She's from the whorehouse. <laughs> no, no whorehouse. So they do it like right wait, away. Wait, wait. Can we get back to the? Uh, oh no, I was looking at the spelling. I was thinking maybe it's actually no whorehouse. But no, it's not. So they have sex right away. In his mother's In his mom's tent. tent which I assume is in her bed, because I mean I'm sure there's not yeah. more one bed in there. So okay. So right away, like just they become man and wife immediately. And that gets us to the next section of the next chapter is Genesis twenty five. Abraham marries Keturah. Oh, save that whistle for the next one. I jumped ahead. In the, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so Abraham gets married to this woman, Keturah, okay? She winds up having six sons, and then the Bible like names them all, and I'm like, who gives a fuck? Because even if mm. they come up later, I ain't going to remember that shit. You know what I mean? No but 
Here's what caught my eye about Genesis 25. So Genesis 25, verse 6 says, But to the sons of his concubines, Abraham gave gifts Mm -hmm. while he was still living. Right. And he sent them away from his son Isaac. Right. So Isaac was the one and only ruler. Okay, that's fine. But here's the thing. Abraham got married to this woman Keturah, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not a concubine. That's a wife. He got married. So does he also have kids with concubines? Uh, Definitely. Apparently, yeah. Right. So So he's like, he's having kids with like, all he had to do was get rid of Sarah. And now he's having kids left and right. Yeah, but I think he was probably doing that before. It's like Henry VIII. Like he, he's, he's like marries yeah. these women who can't give him kids, and then he like has to chop off their heads so he can like remarry and have like. So Abraham is like what spreading his seed. Henry VIII? Is he in there? <laughs> no, he's not in the Bible. Oh. <laughs> okay. So stay in universe, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> so Abraham marries Keturah. I don't think they have children. Together. He has six kids with her, and oh, apparently, he does have six kids. and apparently he has. Uh, kids with his slaves. Okay. And then he croaks. Yeah, and he wills all his remaining possessions. So the death of Abraham, he's 175 years old. Nice. And he gives um, everything to Isaac, right? But what was interesting was um, Ishmael showed up. Ishmael showed up and helped Isaac bury him. So Ishmael is not entirely out of the picture. Apparently, he's still getting like word, or like Abraham is finding a way I, 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 to like glad. keep it to I'm keep glad. in touch. Yeah, I'm glad that's nice. That's so it nice. wasn't like a total falling out, you know. So he shows up and he buries him, and he gets buried like pretty much where Sarah's buried, right? Like either in the same in the cave. cave yeah. or, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was like right in the cave. Okay, and then we get to a section called Ishmael's descendants. Um, Ishmael lived to 137, and basically his kids wound up inheriting that part of the Sinai Peninsula that we talked about earlier, that part in between Egypt and Israel. Well, I know he had 12 princes. I don't know what they were princes. And that's like the area that they ruled over was pretty much that part of uh, the world. So this gets us to the birth and youth of Esau and Jacob, Mm -hmm. and it starts off all fucked up. You know why it turn, starts out all fucked up? I'm, I'm sorry, was this Rebecca's kids? Yes. Would, wait, she had these kids after he died? After Isaac died? Isaac didn't die. Ishmael died oh, at shoot. 137. Sorry, yes. yes, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, mixed them up. So, here's the thing. So, Rebecca... It turns out, this is like years later now. So like she's already been off the camel. They've already been in Sarah's tent, you know, consummating their marriage. Off the camel. This is like years later because it's like telling you like Abraham is now dead. Ishmael is now dead. So you got to figure like Isaac is at an advanced age. Abraham frantically sent his servant to like get him a wife so that he can like have kids so that God's covenant can be fulfilled. Apparently, years later, there's no kids because it turns out Rebecca's fucking infertile. (sighs) So God, who pointed out or touched Rebecca in order for the servant to like, you know, because God is like controlling everything, he chose like an infertile woman, but 
you know, in true God fashion, he comes in to save the day to make himself look like he's being, you know, all magnanimous. Like, don't worry about it. I'll help you. I, I, I got to say, and, and don't don't take offense to this, like, through that whole rambling thing, um, I, like, stared through you just now, and I didn't hear most of what you just said. And I apologize for that. That's okay, man. <laughs> Rebecca can have kids. Okay, that was said there? And what? That was said? Yeah, so this is the problem. When you read the section literally a minute before we go on the air, you don't know what's I know, going on. No, that's not on. true. I just took notes a minute before. So Rebecca... She can't have kids, right. and God's the one that brought Rebecca to Isaac. So God is now setting it up to be the hero. When if right from the start he, he should have hooked up problem. Isaac to like right, it's like an arsonist also being the firefighter who puts it out. Like, so that's it what I'm saying, right? So he's like right, he's he's creating these situations that he then like comes in and solves, and everybody's like, yay, God. <laughs> well, so not, not everybody. She becomes pregnant with twins. But yeah. she, she's having a difficult pregnancy. They're kicking each other's ass in her womb. So God says to her in Genesis 25, verse 23, and the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb <laughs> and two peoples born of you shall be divided. Sounds like hateration. The one shall be stronger than the other. The elder shall serve the younger. First of all, what kind of fucked up shit is that to say to a pregnant woman? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's, she's already having a difficult pregnancy. Now he's, like, telling her that her sons are basically, you know, going to be diametrically opposed. Yeah, yeah. They're fighting with each other. Yeah. So, Esau, uh, um, he's born red and hairy? What? What does that mean? So, yeah. So that's a whole other thing. Does that thing. mean he's, like, he's, he's, got, he's covered in blood and he's got a full head? Like some kids are born with Maybe hair. Maybe he's like a redhead? No, I, I got it. I felt the skin was red. Just the reason. skin is like yeah. freckled? No, I thought he was just like red, like like a sunburn. So you're saying he was born literally red? Um, I mean, all kids are born kind of red. You yeah, know? so like, maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe Jacob was like really pale and like sickly, like he was the runt. Bro, and, and weren't they I don't born, know what's wasn't going. Wasn't one of them born holding onto the other one's ankle? Like, what did that signify? Yes. So that signified. Like, he was pulling um, them back in. Like, I want to go first. Oh, like, you think it was a struggle to get out of the womb first? So the son that was born second, he's going to be the one that rules over the first son, right? So Jacob, the younger son, was born holding on to the ankle of Esau or whatever his name is. Uh -huh. And that signifies the fact that, like, he's pulling him back so he can propel himself, like, forward. Sort of like when a, if you survive a plane crash, you just climb it over seats. Just... So, like, if you and me are falling out of an airplane together and there's no parachutes, like, we're grabbing onto each other just before we hit the ground, like, I turn you into the ground, you know what I mean? Yeah, Trying to, like, enough. save that's myself. Yeah, I mean, so I mean in that kind of bang-bang <laughs> situation, you can't really think about, you know, it's, you know. So, it's just reactions at that point. Right. Scumbag. So they're born, and um, according to verse 27 of Genesis 25, when the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. And that's why Isaac loved them. While Jacob was a quiet man living in tents. And that's why Rebecca loved him. So Isaac loved Esau because he was fond of game, but Rebecca loved Jacob. So, 
again, there's like oh, always like these favorites. Like yeah, I got to say, and a sow chose right because we know God loves meat. He loves his meat, so right. you know, yeah. But maybe he didn't choose right because Jacob is going to be the one, right? Well, that, we're not there that, yet. That, that dominates. Yeah. Okay, so now we get to the last section that we're going to discuss today. Genesis 25, Esau sells his birthright. This is, I mean, you could take this a lot of different ways. So Esau is out hunting or working the field or whatever he's doing, right? I could read the verse if you want, but I think let's just discuss it. Proving you can read doesn't really. He comes back from work. And how's he feeling? Famished. He's really hungry. Famished. Okay. And what is Jacob? What does Jacob happen to be doing? Making some shit stew that he's, you know. Some, yeah. He's, no, no, listen, listen, he's a homebody. He's probably a good cook, man. Yeah. It's, it turns out he's making like lentil stew. Sounds yummy. All right. So Esau is really hungry. And hey, wait, 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 wait. And if he's so good with the bow and a hunter and he's all about the game, what the fuck's he hungry for? Well, maybe How come he doesn't have a chunk of like Prontosaurus burgers on his shoulder. So, to so again, I don't know that he was actually hunting in this particular like case. He may have been just like working the field. Okay. So whatever it is, he's out in the sun. He's like, man, I could really use like a burger and a beer. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> but Jacob, being the little prick that he is, is like, all right, you want to eat? Wait a, wait a minute. Hold on a second. The prick that he is, he was supposed to be the firstborn. He got dragged back into the womb. No, the Jacob was the one that was holding on to the ankle. Jacob was the secondborn. Esau was born oh. with Jacob's arm or hand around his ankle. Listen, I think we all tend to root for the underdog anyway. I'm still rooting on. I'm on team uh, Jacob right now. Jacob's a piece of shit. Okay, and and if we're going to argue about the Bible right now, Scott, and if you're going to go with team fucking Jacob, then I don't know if we can continue to do this podcast together. We might have to branch off. Okay, and I'm going to take the fucking SL line and you can go fuck off with Jacob. <laughs> Jacob's an have, asshole. Does he have a ladder? <laughs> I mean, look, SL, don't get me wrong. He's a fucking idiot. Can, 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 I, can, I, can I tell you something? You didn't strike me as the type of guy who we're talking about people that have been dead for thousands of years. Yeah. And based on what very little we know about each other, you're willing to end this endeavor, probably our friendship, yeah. and go take take the SL line. Well, look, man. Like, So I'm wondering, what, do you know more about Jacob than I know at this point? Obviously. What I know is, Scott. I, I think you're very intolerant that, of people with other that, opinions. That I'm ta- Well. It's not an opinion. It's the Bible. And I'm taking the Bible no, 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 I'm not. very seriously. And yeah. I, I might be having a conversion moment right now over Esau and Jacob. I think this might be the trigger Wow, that really gets me Five into it. Five episodes of a collaborative experience, and you've completely gone, you know, so savage. Jacob is like, sure, I'll give you some food, mm-hmm. but what do you got to give me? Your birthright. You got to give me your birthright. What's um, a birthright? What, what's his birthright in particular? I don't know. Well, the birthright is like Isaac's inheritance. Because he's the firstborn? So, I, well, so Isaac is the son of Abraham. Abraham's dead. Isaac got everything from Abraham. When Isaac and got, Isaac doesn't like Jacob. When It's not that he doesn't like him. He just favors Esau. Okay, but Jacob's a prick. 
I think Jacob's a prick. I, I, I mean, know what you're basing seems, that on. He seems, what am I basing what are you that basing on? basing that on. Okay. He's a simple guy making some stew. Bro. What has transpired right now that you're willing to end this collaborative effort over this? Like, what do you know about Jacob Ben Nassau that I don't know? I know what he does. He says, give me your birthright. All right, go right. ahead. And what's a, what's what's a sow do? A sow gives it to him. Yeah, like without an argument, like it's not even yeah. a big deal. Yeah, no, he's a dipshit. A sow's a dipshit. <laughs> I'm not arguing the fact that, a, that he is not. But first of all, let me tell you something. He could be a little bit slow. You don't know, like intellectually, he might be a little bit slow. He's more physical, right? He's like out in the field hunting. He's not like a thinker. His brother is like at home. He's probably like studying and like learning how to cook, not just kill animals, like reading. And he manipulates his brother. Wait a minute. Into giving up his birthright. Okay, but let's think about. All right. So now Jacob, let's say for the is. And listen, you shouldn't love someone more or less because of their intelligence level. But um, explain to me why you think it's okay that Jacob, just because he's the firstborn and likes to kill animals, he gets his father's uh, affection. I mean, Jacob's a Jacob's scholar. not the firstborn. I'm sorry, a sow. Okay. Gets all the love and affection because he's the firstborn and he likes to kill things. But you keep saying he gets all the love and affection. He's it, it's clearly saying Isaac loves um, a sow more than Jacob. It didn't say more than he. No, you're right. It didn't say anything he just, about. He, he probably fa- probably nothing's like him. he favors him. I think he, they say he loves him and Rebecca loved the other one. Like there was no love for each other. There was no crossover. That's love. not what I got at all. I just got like right, so. Ba- so basically. Asal's been living high on the hog just because he came out of the womb first. And here Jacob is his whole life trying to do, you know, get some respect. He's not getting it. So he finally sees an opportunity. He goes, okay, Mr. I get everything. Let me get your birthright. And he just gives it up. So you know what? Maybe he didn't deserve that birthright. You can't just be handed shit. No, no. You know what? Jacob worked to get that birthright from Asal. So Jacob was resentful that Esau was more favored by Isaac. Yeah. Okay. But what does that have to do with Esau? Well, Esau was the was the um the the, it's uh, not the embodiment his, but of it's like not, the thing that for a brother to fuck over another brother. Really? Because this has happened before in the Bible and this is the least of the problem. <laughs> this is this is the mild version of it. Last time this happened, somebody caught a pitchfork okay. in the face. So we can disagree about this, but I think what we can agree on is this. Abraham and his whole fakak the fucking family <laughs> are completely fucking dysfunctional. Can we agree on that? It is a completely um, dysfunctional family. From a certain point of view, I guess. <laughs> from a certain point of view? <laughs> You're going to find a lot of the things that we hold to be truths are, you know, from a certain point of view. Okay. So. So, wait, wait. So, all right. So, he agreed. What is his birthright? It's just all the, everything. The it's birthright is his inheritance, like his share of the inheritance. So, he gives it up. So, now I'm going to say, yeah, maybe Jacob's taking advantage of him now. It might be swinging me a Because why did Jacob wait till he was famished? I'm assuming like he's famished, like going to die from starvation kind of famished. So, so he'll give up anything to eat and like 
So the parable is like the, the lesson that you're supposed to take, one, one side of the lesson is, number one. I'm sorry, I didn't know we were reading a lesson. I mean, I, right. So it goes back to what I was saying about um, like that earlier section when Abraham struck the deal, like about contracts. You know, mm -hmm. like this is the way you do a contract, even though it didn't say now here's a very important lesson. Everyone who's reading, like pay attention to this. So this is like another one of those subtle things where he gave up his inheritance for a quick fix. So it's like instead of believing in what God's plan was, God's plan being like um, the descendants of Abraham will prosper and like spread out. So he was supposed to be a part of that, but he gave that up in order for instant gratification, right? So the lesson is, don't do that. Follow God's plan and don't just settle for instant gratification, whatever that might be, whether it's like pleasure of the flesh or, um, you know, compromising your principles, whatever that is in that moment, don't think of just what you get in that moment. Think about how it's going to affect your relationship with God forever. So I think that's definitely one lesson from this particular section. The other lesson is how you view Jacob. Like, did Jacob, you know, fuck his brother over, you know? And by the way, what did he, he gave him lentil soup and bread. Like, he gave up his whole goddamn, like, inheritance for lentil, for, a bowl of lentil soup and bread. Do you remember the movie Stripes when John Candy is playing poker with the guy that never played poker? I don't poker remember it that well. I never liked that movie. So, I so, got to say, that movie is so overrated. But go ahead. That, that's, well, that's fine. But I know. You the, the, loved, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shit. I didn't mean to shit. I know I, you like the movie. I, I only like that movie until they get out of basic training. It's yeah, like one like, of those, like every war movie. That's like one of those movies where the first half is yeah, like exactly. good, and then all of a sudden it becomes a completely different movie, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Urban assault vehicle. Yeah. So he's teaching this kid how to play play poker, and the guy doesn't know how to bet. So John Candy says, "Let me see your cards," <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, bluff me, bet everything." Right. Like he took advantage of the, the not so knowledgeable poker player. That's so, so. It's yes, and it's that bad. Or so you, I think you're jumping to conclusions. Oh, no, because Esau does look at his birthright afterwards like, uh, I hate my birthright because I guess it's not his anymore. It's now Jacob's. Yeah, he's like resentful of what he gave up, it seems like, right? Like mm, that's Okay, because I, I was thinking you're reading a lot into this because he hasn't said, like, is, is he miserable because he gave up his birthright? Like, maybe maybe he wants to But I mean, free. he he winds up being miserable over it, right? Is that the word that they use, resentful? He, he hates he his despised. He despised. So he, thus, Esau despised his birthright. So All right. that gets us to the end of Genesis 5. And I mean... 25. I'm sorry, Genesis 25. Two-digit numbers really screw with you. Well, I mean, it's been a long show, like trying to listen to everything you have to say and, <laughs> and like pretending to laugh at some of the stuff. It's been a very stressful hour and a half or however long it's been. I'm sorry, this is not the Rusty show. Sorry. <laughs> So, I think we've about covered it all. God, I hope so, because I've had enough. We've about yeah. covered it all. So, we will see you next time, and peace out until then. Peace.